Let's get stuck straight down to business. It's time to open the batting, so to speak, with cricket. Day two of the rain-affected second Ashes test at Lords is in progress. The first day of play was last night on day two, and Australia in a pretty sound position. Bowling the Poms out for 258, and they start the day tonight, day three, second playing day of the test, at one for 30. David Warner already dismissed. To discuss that and the fact that we're only five weeks away from the start of the Belvedere Cup. Can you believe that? It was only yesterday. It felt like that we talked about Penrith winning their first grand final in 36 years. Five weeks to the start of the summer. The new Northern District Rangers captain, Nathan Smith, joins us again online as he has done for a lot of the winter. Hello, sir. Indeed, I'm not going to mention that day at Lords. I think you've, um, I think you've already forgotten about that. But I'm sure that that we move on from that one very quickly. Um, Now, look, um, let's go to the start of this second test. Of course, Australia did win the first test comfortably um, in uh, inside two sessions on the last day, and. Despite the change in the bowling attack, uh, with uh, Josh Hazelwood coming in for James Pattinson, they've done well again on the first playing day of the test. Yeah, it was an amazing for the series, really. I was knocking England off their test, which happened to be their fourth. So, um, great start of the series, and we've taken that form through to the day, day two, as the English weather has made it. Um, day two, and we've rolled them out to Indeed, um, but this first hour is going to be critical because it's quite clear from some of the language we hear in the English press and from what we've been speaking about, it's quite clear that the Poms are banking on Jofra Archer to be Steve Smith's kryptonite because if Jofra Archer can't get Steve Smith out early with some short stuff or Jack Leach can't tweak his left arm orthodox stuff to to get through um, there don't seem to be too many other ideas about getting uh, one of the world's premier batsmen out and if they can't they're going to be pushing a barrow uphill yeah that's all the all the press talks to me just sounds like they're clutching at straws a bit when they have to bring a debut on in to try and get the best batsman out in the world um, look it'll be a great battle you saw some highlights of Jock Archer bowl last night it was fast and it was fiery and after how the Aussies bowled at the Pom with a lot of short stuff, I'd imagine we'll get some of the same. Uh, and fingers crossed, hopefully we can uh, counteract that and uh, put all that to sleep. It seemed that Pat Cummins was given a change of direction. He was the enforcer to bowl the short stuff last night. Yeah, and it was it, it paid off in the end. I mean, we, we got under their skin, they were rattled, and there were a couple of dismissals that were uh, clearly... In the back of their mind, they had some the short pitch bowling in in there. So, uh, look, it was a plan and it was executed well, and we we yeah, got to be happy with that. Indeed. Now, um, it's also a critical uh, time at the crease tonight for someone like Usman Kawaja. Um, he dropped a couple of catches in the field. They hopefully haven't cost Australia too much. He's got. He looks to have got another start. He looked to be unflustered by the pace of Archer. But he's got to convert one of these starts into a big score soon so that it puts uh, the Wolves to bed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen Usman score run time up time at international level. So I do believe 
he's got it in him and we know he can do it. So it's just a matter of him getting through that little, uh, you could call it a mental stage, getting that start into a 50 and then progressing into a 100. Okay, what about uh, uh, Josh Hazelwood coming back? A lot of people were asking questions, but he was the best Australian bowler by distance, particularly in the first two sessions with the new ball. Yeah, he's just so dangerous. He makes the best play and make, make, he just asks questions all the time. So I think I was shocked to see that he missed out in the first test. I think he deserves his place in the team. And to see him get those two early wickets for us, get the ball rolling and then uh, just bowl well consistently throughout the day, it's great to see. But he did get the backup from Cummins. And Peter Siddle, a lot of people are saying he's 34 years of age and he doesn't have the speed he once had, but... In English conditions, he's an ideal bowler to uh, lock up an end for a time. Yeah, yeah, he really is. You know, you know what you're going to get with him. He's hard on his sleeve. And, uh, we're running all day for you, and just hit that line and length and create pressure, much like Hazelwood does. Um, so I think he's, he's a valued asset in the team, and that's why they've gone for him. They obviously think he's very highly inside uh, the inner sanctum, and. Um, to be honest, we can't really complain when he comes out and performs the way he does every time. And then we've probably left from a Northern District perspective the best to last. He's not a he's not a Northern District homegrown product um, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, Nathan Lyon passed Dennis Keith Lilly last night for number of Test wickets taken for Australia. Who would have thought that even two, let alone five years ago, with his threefer? Yeah, it's just an amazing story. He's come pretty much from nothing. He's definitely a Northern Districts boy now, and we've got his brother Brendan, our head coach. Um, and I mean, it's just—it's an amazing story coming from country and young, working at Marnica Oval, doing the groundsman, and then moving to Adelaide to try and get his chance. Um, Dollars underneath the third highest wicket taker behind the great Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath. So, like, there's some amazing stats and amazing names to be behind. And, He'll go down as one of the greats of all time, I believe. Um, I must correct myself before someone else does. His three wickets actually got him level with Dennis Keith Lilly last night. But you are correct. He only has two men in front of him now on the Australian all-time test wicket uh, uh, honour roll. Um, he is, and he will pass Dennis Lilly in the second innings, no doubt about that. Um, hopefully, speaking of which, the tactics now with only, well... Three days to play and more rain forecasts on day three overnight tonight, uh, Sydney time, is that Australia will be looking to score runs and build enough of a lead so that they only have to bat once in this test match. Yeah, definitely. It's with with the, the loss of the day and rain around, you've got to progress the game along in some way. Um, we've got nothing to lose. We've got a 1-0 lead, so uh, we may as well go go for the kill and go two, try and go 2-0 up in the series. And the best way to win the game with sort of a delay and shortened time is definitely to bat once and bat big that's for sure Alright then now you mentioned uh, Nathan Lyon's brother Brendan who's now the head coach that's a perfect segue to what's just around the corner can you believe it's only five weeks where we haven't had an official draw still released from uh, from Cricket New South Wales or the Sydney Cricket Association just yet Yeah. But, but we understand September 21 is going to be the start date, the traditional one-day round to start the Belvedere Cup summer. That's only five weeks away tomorrow. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It, it actually does feel like yesterday we had just finished our last round going into the off-season. So um, we're pre-season's heating up. We're, we're looking strong and we're driving towards what we want to do in season and succeed and all that sort. And it's great to have Brendan Lyon come on board and we think he's going to be a valuable coach and he's going to direct our players and give us the ability to uh, push for those finals and hopefully a Belvedere Cup. Indeed. All right. Now, uh, what has Brendan brought to the table which has been different to other coaches like Dom Thornley who have been there in the past? Well, he brings a... He's just... Everyone knows, but he's quite a quiet fellow and um, he just brings the calmness and an ability to get get to know the person. So he finds, finds a way to get out of it. Uh, his, his mannerisms around, especially batting, he's got a, a knowledge about the game through his access with making um, the, the international setups, all that sort of thing. Um, he was actually well regarded as Nathan Lyon's batting coach for a while. Uh, so, and it's just an excitement having a game like that around the club. It brings an energy that uh, you can't really uh, provide in any other way other than just an aura around him. So it's just an exciting time for the club. We're looking forward to the season kick-starting and I think he'll be a big part in our success. Another big part will be Scott Rogie, the uh, big off-season recruit from, well, a number of clubs to add that experience to the top order. How's he settling in? Yeah, he's settling in well. He's enjoying training, he's enjoying the atmosphere around the club and he's looking just as strong as he's ever been, which is exactly what we're, we're hoping for and... I think I'm expecting big things from him, and I think he is as well. And he's he's used to the big stage and form for it, um, without doubt. All right, then. Now we've just received a message in the last couple of minutes that, in fact, it looks like September 28 that will be the opening weekend. So that's six weeks away. Uh, the traditional one day round to start the summer and then a couple of two-day games starting on the uh, Labor Day long weekend the following week. So that's six weeks away. It's still very close. What are planned as far as trial games or intra-club, intra-club practice matches uh, in the meantime leading up to what looks like now a September 28 start? Yeah, so we have uh, three sort of grade trials within the, within the club the previous three weeks, weekend beforehand, and then we've got uh, one confirmed... Uh, trial game against Gordon, I believe, uh, on the seventh of uh, September. I think the date is. I'll have to like, don't quote me on that, but I'll have to be. Uh, I'll have to check that one. But that's that's my understanding. I believe there's another two first grade trials that are in the pipe, pipeline that we're trying to get sorted before the season. All right. Lastly, from a personal perspective, from yourself, Nathan, you've been given the captaincy, or you've accepted the captaincy. Um, you've put a lot on the line. You've turned down a possible international career with Ireland. You've missed out on a Lord's Test match to take up the captaincy with a view to trying to better yourself here in Australia in one of the toughest schools in Australian cricket, the Sydney First Grade Belvedere Cup. How are you looking forward to yourself with that extra burden of captaincy as well as taking the new ball? Because it's a rarity having a bowler, a new ball bowler, captaining a side. Oh, look. I'm excited for the year has to come, but we've got we've got an amazing uh, leadership group at ND in the in the top squad. We've got with the likes of Ben Davis, who scored a bucket load of runs last year, Dave Lowry as well, and now Scott coming on board. To be honest, I think it's just a it's a it's an honour to be uh, the captain of the club, and 
um, I'll take I take great pride in that. But we've got a we've got a leadership group that's very strong and we'll be able to put that through. And if I if, if anyone needs to stand up, then if if I'm feeling down or if I'm struggling a bit with the ball, for instance, then there's heaps of guys that can take the reins if needed. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that challenge and I hope it's a successful one and we'll take it one step at a time. We hope it's a successful one for you as well here at Triple H as we uh, continue our support of the Rangers at the start of the new season. Just a quick reminder that our Tuesday night Splinters podcasts throughout September are going to be taken up predominantly with previewing this season of Belvedere Cup Sydney First Grade Cricket. We're going to try and cover all 20 clubs across those three Tuesday nights. Anthony the Bull Caruso, myself... Uh, Matt Mears will be leading the charge there. Just a, a note now, Tuesday nights in September, 8 o'clock, podcast and live on Triple H. Well, not live, but on Triple H at 8 o'clock, Tuesday nights, on podcast thereafter. Splinters will be getting stuck right in to previewing the Sydney First Grade Belvedere Cup season, thanks to our friends at Cricket New South Wales and the Sydney Cricket Association. We'll be speaking with you during that time, Nathan, but we'll probably catch up again next week when hopefully, maybe, cross our fingers, Australia have an iron grip on the ashes with a 2-0 series lead. Thanks for your time and enjoy your weekend. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me.